0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to JoJo Runs for Congress, where we will be talking with the lady of the hour.
1: The lady of the moment. The lady of the year.
0: The year? The
1: year of the nurse, 2020.
0: Is that what it is?
1: Yes, according to the World Health Organization. Oh. Well, to be cl- clear, nurse and midwife.
0: Nurse and midwife. Mm-hmm. Both of these things. Well, speaking of uh, nurses and midwives... Uh, that kind of brings us right into our topic of discussion for today.
1: Ooh, it's a good one! Uh,
0: so, a few days ago, uh, Joanne, or Jojo, how are we referring to you? Jojo. Jojo <laughs> um, posted <laughs> some interesting stuff on her social medias uh, where she was talking about uh, maternity leave, the Family Medical and Leave Act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. Her ideas for maternity leave, uh, some facts and figures around the world... You ready?
1: I'm ready. I love this topic. Do you? Yes. Okay, cool. So, Jamie. Yes. I want you to tell everybody what the current federal legislation is for maternity leave. Okay. What it's called. And kind of just take us on a journey through the
0: journey through facts,
1: figures, history, and what other countries do.
0: Okay. Gladly. Take it away. So, in 1993, uh, the United States passed a law called the Family and Medical Leave Act. Uh, this law uh, guaranteed uh, twelve weeks of unpaid leave for mothers and fathers of newborn children, mm-hmm. um, and and recently actually it was it was uh, updated to include adopted children as well. Uh, so this was unpaid leave, but you you were guaranteed to return to a job at the same rate you were making beforehand. Yes, uh, this was. You're only able to get it if you were, like, you had to work a certain amount of hours with a company within the past year. Uh, the company has to have at least 50 employees, similar to the ACA. Um, uh, there's a couple other minor stipulations, but that's, like, the general gist of it. Uh, now, comparatively to the rest of the uh, world, developed or otherwise even, uh, that's pathetic. So we have zero... Poultry. Yes, at a federal level, we have zero hours of guaranteed paid leave. Uh, So America is part of a a company, a a group called the uh, Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you want to explain what what they are?
1: So when you're looking to compare America to other countries, the countries in the OECD have the same levels of economic development. And basically, if you were to analyze them statistically, they would fall in the same range.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like we're all, it's a group of countries that are... Very economically developed and are working towards uh, keeping that going and like, having uh, you know good standards, good regulation for both you know companies and employees.
1: Spoiler alert: the U.S. is an outlier in many, oh,
0: many, many ways.
1: Many ways.
0: <laughs> we were a founder, but we certainly haven't kept up that uh, that look. No. Uh, so basically, we are the only country in the OECD that has zero. Uh, Seconds, even, of uh, guaranteed paid leave for uh, mothers and fathers. Um, Yeah, that's pretty gross. Uh, The average uh, for an OECD member country is 16 weeks. Uh, Four months. um, Yeah. Actually, no, you know, sorry, it's 18 weeks. The WHO recommends 16 weeks, the World Health Organization. So the the, the OECD actually has higher than what the WHO recommends at 18 weeks. Uh, those, that that average was taken without America in mind because mm-hmm.
1: we would drag the average drag down the average way, with a zero. Way down. Uh,
0: yeah, um, yeah. So what what other what other questions?
1: Uh, well, I just had a couple of thoughts because especially when you talk. So FMLA only applies to companies with fifty or more employees, and this is a great source of contention, especially when you're writing policy, because a big issue with the ACA was using the fifty employee threshold. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily... Delineate a company as big enough or having enough money to maybe support maternity or paternity or parental leave benefits. And that's something um, that you have to take in consideration if we were to write a new. Pater- oh gosh! I knew parental leave law. You got to write. We well, can just call parental. it maternity. We're just gonna leave call it maternity want. leave for right now. Because I mean the I'm FMLA. To be it refers to the maternity leave, family but like
0: FMLA <laughs> does apply to family both leave. <laughs> mothers and fathers. Yes. Well, family leave is different. So speaking of family leave, okay, that's we're not gonna a get on family leave. We're just going no, gonna okay, it's Let's part talk of it, about, too.
1: it is, but the family leave can include grandmothers, um, your direct immediate family getting sick. So we're just gonna. I know. so. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, we're just gonna for the sake of continuity and clarity and so i don't trip over my p words maternity leave as in women that have given birth to a kid or any parent that has adopted a child yeah and i think one of the goals of enacting fmla and who knows what they negotiated to get this passed in 1993 was that the federal legislation would set the standard which is we protect your job Mm -hmm. for three months Mm -hmm. and Hopefully, states would actually enact their own laws that would meet that standard and go mm-hmm. above and beyond. I know New Jersey has a pretty decent—I think you can take up to six months or so.
0: Uh, yeah, it's actually. So many other states have enacted additional laws. Some mm-hmm. of them—some uh, of them, actually, a couple states, I think New Jersey, like California New York, um, have paid leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Some states have just decreased the threshold from like 50 employees to lower so more people can just get the basic FMLA. Um, Unfortunately, there actually are. There's 12 states that have done absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. So luckily that means that they're the outliers, they're the minority, but... Even still, it's not enough. Like There should be a a guaranteed set standard across the the nation.
1: Yeah, and we know it's not enough because even in states where they have extended maternity leave benefits, women are saying it's not enough. And even with a federal um, baseline legislation, women are falling through the gaps and not getting adequate leave or adequate time off after the birth of their kid. Yeah. And that's unacceptable in the kind of country that we live in with the dollar bills we be throwing around. So sorry. I just <laughs> instead of getting angry, I just <laughs> I wanna be angry about it, but instead we should look at how we can fix it, why it's not working, and what we could do instead. Because I do believe my theory for legislation is I would love for states to pick up the banner and to decide to extend their own maternity leave laws to Mm -hmm. six months and make it paid. But I do understand that it gets difficult because the employers are carrying the brunt of that benefit and it's considered a cost. And I can understand that rewriting your business model on the fly to accommodate for six months of leave might be difficult. But I think the message that I want to send here is that suck it up because 12 weeks of unpaid leave is unacceptable. And we know that because there's actual data to show that in the United States at the 12 week mark infant mortality for babies that were born full ter- full term mm-hmm. full term and, and healthy healthy, yeah. healthy birth weight with no complications expected is almost twice as high as the international yeah. average. Yep. So you yep. want to actually give me those numbers, Jamie?
0: So, uh yeah, across the board. So just, if you just want to talk about, uh, let me just shuffle my papers.
1: <laughs> Sorry, we're shuffling papers. <laughs> uh, the
0: infant mortality rate. Just just general, you know, all births, all live births in America. We're looking at 5.8 deaths per 1,000. Now, if you just like, if you look at, at just a pure numbers, that's yeah. like, oh, that's not that much. But like, any, honestly, any number of deaths is unacceptable.
1: For normal Wait, yeah, baby. Like
0: this is something we, you know, humans have been doing for a very long time. Yeah, um, but
1: can we also talk about how that number, like, has started to increase as well? It's trending. It's actually trending down. It's trending down. It's trending. It is trending down. It's trending down. But it's still. It's, it's just
0: weird because if you because if you look at like certain pockets of the United States, it's going up. Like the the southeast is very very dire. Like some states are looking at eight. Oh,
1: and with that, and that, you know, that's a good. Good point is that even if the overall rate is going down, you are having areas where it's going yeah. up. Yeah, because, I mean, so the, there's the, a problem. the
0: rate going down could be dragged, like, it can be altered. Because Just the straight average doesn't really tell us. Mm-hmm. It tells us a lot, but, like, because, like, you can have a state like California, which is, I mean, it's by far the most populous state in America. And if they enact good state legislation, then they could help, you know, they can drag down the infant mortality rate. So like it may overall be looking like it's going down because states like New York and California, are very populous states, but then you have like smaller states that might not be doing what they need to do. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the world, uh, three point four deaths per one thousand. That's for oh, well, that's not the world. That's comparable countries to the, to the United States. That means like mm-hmm. economic size, uh, that sort of thing. Um. Now, if you look at like Joanne said or Jojo, sorry, uh, healthy full term births. I, I believe it was so full term and. Um, not full term. No, it was it was like, full
1: birth weight.
0: Full birth weight and past like critical, like, ter- uh, um, basically he- yeah. babies
1: that were healthy when they were yes.
0: the born. Healthy babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's where uh 1.9 deaths per 1,000, and the and then the comparable countries is just one 1.0 1. flat. Uh, so that's that's a quite a disparity. I mean, we're looking at basically double.
1: Mm-hmm. And. You know, you could argue whether or not it's that 5.79 per per 1,000 infant mortality rate in the U.S., you know, could that be contributed to a lot of factors like aging women or not aging women, women having babies later on in life or and such. But Mm -hmm. regardless of that, there are so many stories of women's experiences having kids and then going yeah. back to work that really highlight why this is not only dangerous but it's wrong to only support women for, with 12 weeks of guaranteed paid leave.
0: And even still unpaid leave. There is like proof that uh, for every additional paid month of paid leave given to mothers and like, I don't know probably fathers too, mostly mothers, uh, the infant mortality rate drops by 13%
1: which is almost one-fifth. That's
0: significant, yeah. Yeah.
1: So before we go on, just to highlight some of the scenarios that women and um, parents in general end up in, I'm going to tell you about Tara. You can find her on The Atlantic. This is not a story that I made up. You can Google it. Um, But Tara's husband suffers from a severe painful autoimmune disorder and is unable to work. Tara is this family's sole earner. Her company offers no paid leave and she is ineligible for unpaid leave because her employer falls below FMLA's 50 employee threshold. Even if she were eligible for unpaid leave time, even if she could have taken that unpaid leave, she wouldn't take it, saying, my family can't afford the loss of even one paycheck. Yeah. So to all you naysayers out there, that are like, why did she have a kid? Well, look, sometimes it just happens. (laughs) But So we're going to put that aside. That is not an applicable argument in this case. But the fact of the matter is that she couldn't even take leave if she wanted to because she can't afford to lose a paycheck. Yeah. So can you imagine the stress that you would feel having a newborn? And I know to you parents out there, couples that have kids, kids don't sleep for like six months and what if you have more than one kid what if you have twins what if you have a two-year-old that wants your attention at the same time yeah i mean we talk about women going through postpartum depression and how far can you stretch an individual at what point we can finally say this isn't cool we've had enough so we've had enough and my recommendation is that the federal government mandate six months of maternity leave i would like to make that paid six months and whether we supplement um supplement that with there's like three main ways that you can pay for maternity leave whether you pay into an insurance or a government sponsors um part of Mm -hmm. the income that you make or it's your employer that Mm -hmm. pays you pays it to you as a benefit i think employers should just you know automatically give that as a benefit every time they hire an employee yeah um whether one of those three avenues, six months, because six months is how long most women say, according to the women in my life, that it it that it's enough time to bond with your child, get into a routine, regain your sanity, and even just finding adequate child care, because trying to find child care coverage for a two, three, four month old is much more expensive, difficult, and scarier than trying to find child care coverage for someone that's six months or older and it can take a long time for parents to even find reliable child care coverage Mm -hmm. so I know everyone's talking about universal child care or you know um, daycare which is great but we need to talk about what happens when a kid is bored up until they're like a year and a half when those child care benefits really might to pay off for working families in terms of giving them options Mm -hmm. so and I think this would save a lot of money because for employers you could reduce turnover costs and if employers just you know work with the expectation that both men and women or couples in general have kids and it's normal and it's a part of a life is this too much to ask for a culture no (laughs) i am not settling for anything less than shifting the corporate work culture to accepting that guess what 70 percent of families, I think, are double income?
0: Sixty six. Sixty yeah. six percent.
1: Almost seventy percent. Yeah. Sixty six percent of US families rely on two incomes to survive. So, therefore, let's update our expectations yep. <laughs> to accepting that we need to create laws mm. that support a workforce culture because that's the reality we live in.
0: And, you know, how to how to <laughs> How do companies expect to... angry right now. How do companies expect to (laughs) replenish their workforce if people aren't going to be having babies?
1: (laughs) Okay, you know, people talk about, like, Medicare not being able to fund. People are having less children, and they're like, who is going to pay the taxes to pay into that pot when we're older well guess what you made life so hard for us to have kids
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so i mean you know that's neither here nor there but just think like thinking about this broadly like this issue is more than just numbers it's not just saying i can't afford to hire uh anyone that's gonna have a kid it's accepting the it's accepting the reality the reality sheer reality of the world that we live in and that we need to have children because it's not only personally fulfilling and gives like life and purpose to individuals, yeah. but society literally needs to replace their population.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, quite literally.
1: <laughs> yes. So, wow. Wow.
0: I can't just... fire it up. <laughs> it's it's it's, well, it's hot here.
1: My glasses are steaming up even in the process. Well, <laughs> oh, this is an issue that just really strikes so close to me because yeah. this is my life right now. Yeah. I mean, let's we can be personal and honest, can mm-hmm. we? Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons why we don't have kids already is because how could we afford it to miss a paycheck? And how in the world would we raise it when it got, or who would babysit it? Where would we take the, the thing, the child? I mean, the thing. The thing. Don't call it a thing. <laughs> it could be a boy or a girl whatever it wants to be. But like, um, this issue is so relevant to me. And I see my coworkers struggle with this. Like mm-hmm. I see them come to work and they're just, I can't imagine the stress of, you know, daycares that close at 4 30 and trying to call people yeah, to pick them up or your kid gets sick and the daycare is like you got to take your kid home and you're like well i'm like an hour away right yeah. now can you just hold on to them for a second so the yeah. reason why i'm so fired up about this is because i've watched my coworkers, my peers my friends go through this and couple that with the fact that people get stuck playing games with their leave because they want to maintain their health insurance, yeah. which is a whole other issue, or just stuck working a job that they don't really need to work, but need to work literally just to maintain their health insurance benefits mm-hmm. when they could be spending that time, you know, working on their their career moves or taking care of their children. So...
0: Yeah. So what was your recommendation again?
1: My recommendation, six months... Paid protected maternity leave,
0: okay, for both mothers and fathers.
1: Uh, for mothers, you know, I really gotta debate. I I think moms. We'll just stick to moms in general at baseline. Wow, moms. Not saying that fathers don't need the same. I think mothers mothers and fathers. I it will it will be yeah mothers and fathers, but I do believe that okay. Let's be realistic here. I would love for mom and dads to have six months paid time off, but. People will have a fuel day <laughs> if you start off with. It. Oh well, I don't know. Um, but really, it's just like
0: you got to start high. You Start high. We're negotiating, I know, right? Trade
1: down low. But you know, if if we're talking like very specific things that I believe we could pass, mm-hmm. that I intend policy, right. I intend to write... Because
0: that's part of that's part of your your strengths, I think. Yeah. Right? Is that you know, Joanne has. I think you've gained the knowledge, right? To like know how to write a bill. And how to be able to negotiate it and get mm-hmm. it passed through? What well, right now is a very, very contentious Congress, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's so... Not
1: contentious. Everyone's just really distracted by their feelings. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so well,
0: yeah. So not only like you don't want to just propose like pie in the sky ideas, right? No. You really want to propose things that you think Love that like pies
1: in the sky. Pies
0: are great. Sky is great. Yeah. Even better when they're together.
1: But I promise you guys that I'm here to get shit done. Right. And this is part of getting shit done. It's just...
0: You have to know what legislation we can pass. Mm
1: -hmm. And I know that this is something that really matters. It's backed up by data. It matters. It's important to the working workforce. It's important to the basic stability and mental sanity of our economy. And that's why... I mean, I do believe that the goal of Congress is to look at and update law. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to... My way of talking about things is not to say destroy the FMLA. It's mm-hmm. it's to say we need to update it because times change. And then maybe in the future, someday in the future, we will say, hey, we saw that the six months paid maternity leave really worked. It helped. It, it, it benefited so many people. It was worth it. Let's talk about adding on paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if, if experience working in a hospital, which is an extremely regulated system, has taught me one thing, is that change small things, little things at a time that can make a big difference, and then see what works, what doesn't work, and then build from there. Okay. So. Okay. End of story. Six months paid. Boom. Maternity leave and okay i just how much time do we have left like a couple okay my only caveat is i can already see all the schemes and ways that employers will try to get around this and you know by not hiring you as a full-time employee or like reducing your hours or you know just hiring 49 employees instead of 50 employees and i can't do anything about that but i do think there's an opportunity here to actually in tandem with making this the federal standard you know writing legislation that would also create, um, authorize a program, appropriate funds to, and um, a, a federal program that would fill that gap for companies that can't uh, support that as right. a benefit. Right. Does that making sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, ultimately, I do think that it would be in an ideal world for talking pie in the sky that like, it would be a federal benefit that you could get, like, just by nature of being an employed workforce citizen, similar to, like, disability, mm-hmm. um, which is funny, because a lot of women go on disability, I think, when they have kids already. Which is,
0: which is kind of like a gross thing to think about. Like, it's like, what? oh, you're pregnant? That means you're disabled. And then
1: you can't take a vacation, because yeah. they're like, oh, you, you you use your vacation time. Yeah. So,
0: yeah.
1: Um, um, to everyone that's thinking, oh, my God, like, my employer won't offer it, or I'm going to get fired, it's going to be Obamacare, like, all over again... Um, with that whole like gap and playing with people's hours. Mm-hmm. I do intend to write legislation that would create a program and appropriate funds to fill that gap. Right. And like, let's just talk about reality. You you there has to be employers making an effort, people lobbying their employers and mm-hmm. their states to make an effort, and then the federal government is there to supplement until finally we get to a point where everything's operating where it needs to be and it can step back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, All right. so everyone stop freaking out about the take robo-takeover of the government.
0: The robo-takeover? Yeah. What do you mean?
1: Everyone's like, oh, the glass ceiling or the Florida glass ceiling. If you start letting them do this program or legislation, then they're never going to stop funding everybody. I'm like, Okay, guys, we're as long as you elect real humans <laughs> like me to the government, don't get any ideas. <laughs>
0: funding everything, you say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which would be great, but then where's the money? <laughs> okay, we digress. We digress. <laughs> Sound off in the comments below. Any final comments? Comments
0: below. Oh, my
1: gosh.
0: <laughs> You're a real YouTuber.
1: No. <laughs> I watch a lot of YouTubers. Any final
0: comments? Um,
1: Hit that like and subscribe hit button.
0: Hit the like and subscribe button. Ring, that, ring that bell on YouTube. <laughs> subscribe you on You think anyone iTunes. has rung the bell? Probably not.
1: No. Um, <laughs> but at that's least okay. there is a documented moment in time which I said what I
0: said. Yes. And if I'm wrong in the really future...
1: I apologize for any stress I caused you, but I'm making the best decision that I can. But Joanne is
0: right about everything. No, I'm
1: not right about everything. As her
0: husband, I have to say that.
1: (laughs) Yes, he has to say that. But, you know, my philosophy is I'm making the best decision I can Mm -hmm. with the information I have on hand and doing my due diligence and research. Awesome. Amen. Amen.
0: So, that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of JoJo Runs for Congress.
1: What a campaign. What
0: a campaign. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.